Time and left wing for the win. He shoots and scores. Five, four, and a ten in overtime. Across the five, the deuce is loose. Touchdown, Elks. Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Greetings, citizens of Earth. The New York Rangers have won eight in a row. They're looking good to make it nine. They lead the Devils 4-0 after two periods. Panthers have won six straight. They're scoreless with the Hurricanes almost eight minutes into the third period. Also in the third, Avs up 1-0 in Detroit. Senators lead the Stars 4-1. Penguins lead the Canadians 3-1. Capitals and Lightning are in a 3-3 tie. Second period, scoreless Islanders and Blues. Oh, correct that. Blues just scored. Brandon Saad with his 16th. Blues up 1-0 on the Islanders. Bruins and Flames about to get underway. Canucks and Tentacles in an hour. Maple Leafs, who have won five in a row, play the Golden Knights in an hour. And in 90 minutes, the Predators take on the Kings. The Kings have won four in a row. 11 games in the NHL tonight. Another win for Alberta at the Scotties this afternoon. The Sturmay ranks 7-1 through the round robin. They'll play at noon tomorrow in the championship round. It is not an elimination game for them. If they lose, they go into an elimination game. If they win, they're uh, into the one two page playoff game. Anyway, that is your summary of the scoreboard for Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. The Edmonton Oilers practicing today. Nuge was not on the ice, still dealing with that illness, uh, but hopefully he's back for tomorrow's game against the Minnesota Wild. That is a 5.30 face-off show with the puck drop at 7 here on 6.30. Ched, the Oilers 4-3-1 since the All-Star break. They've played some well, exciting slash uh, wild games <laughs> along the way. Uh, last night certainly was one of them. I, I mean, I thought they looked out of it when they were down 4-1. I, I, I wasn't optimistic about a comeback, but, you know, they, they played better. Swayman didn't have uh, a great night in the Boston net, and the Oilers did get a point out of that one. Almost was two, had that power play in overtime, but couldn't convert. So, But it's, it's kind of been uh, an underwhelming... I mean, the record is okay. I think the quality of their play compared to what they're capable of, I I would describe as a bit underwhelming. Darnell Nurse commenting today on drawing from past experience on dealing with tough times. First and foremost, you know, it's uh, you just stick with it. I mean, it's, it's easy when uh, when things aren't aren't going as smooth as uh, as they were at some points to you know to get down and to you know look at all the negatives. But uh, I think for us as a group, uh, we showed that we we could get through a lot worse situations than uh, you know, win one, lose one. And um, for us, we just got though at this point in the season and and how big these points are down the stretch, we got to grab a hold of this uh, right now. All right, a little bit there from Darnell Nurse. Uh, yeah, they've they've been through it. I don't think that uh, the Oilers themselves are, are panicking or, or thinking that, oh, my God, we're a lousy team again. I guess it's kind of a nice luxury we can talk about a 4-3-1 and one segment as uh, kind of being a little bit poor for this team. I think it's good to have high expectations, and uh, we're going to look into tonight some of the areas that they might need to work on here or perhaps just 
players that they need to upgrade on as we go along. For Stuart Skinner, look, I think overall he's having a very good season since the All-Star break. Like the team, I would say his performance has been, I'll use that word, underwhelming again. He's 2-3-1 and one in those six games with an 871 save percentage and a 3.85 goals against average. I, I thought clearly the Marchand goal last night was not a great goal to give up. You know, you needed a couple saves along the way did give them one in overtime to stop JVR out of the penalty box, but then was beaten by McAvoy a little bit later on. Uh, Skinner comment today why his uh, game has dropped off a little bit. For my own assessment, I just need to uh, be a little bit more focused through the whole 60 minutes. Uh, I think that's pretty well it, to be honest. I think there's just been a couple moments where I let off the gas pedal, and uh, in the NHL, if you do that, mistakes happen. So I'd say that. All right, so he says a couple moments he's let off the gas pedal. Um, We'll talk about Skinner as we go along tonight. The concern about him from a lot of you, maybe not all of you, but one that I hear, so I'll touch on it, is the workload. Last season, Stuart Skinner somewhat unexpectedly played 50 games because Jack Campbell didn't have a good year. And then Skinner, as you know, played all 12 playoff games, didn't finish uh, several of them along the way, and the Oilers were eliminated in the second round. So he had 62 appearances last season. He's up to 40 this year. Clearly, he's going to get well over 50 by the end of the regular season, and then barring some uh, something unforeseen or a trade for a big-name goaltender, which I think is unlikely, uh, then he's the guy in the playoffs as well. I, I, I get all the questions, oh, he's tired, he's going to break down, he can't do it. I don't go that far myself because, you know, he's a pro athlete, he's a pro goaltender, and there have been a lot of goaltenders and players in any sport who were criticized and told they couldn't do it or were the, the talk around them was that they couldn't do it, and then some of them did it. Not all of them, but some of them did it. So I guess until he wins a Stanley Cup or takes the Oilers deep into the playoffs, uh, he's going to have to, I guess, live with that criticism or those question marks popping up whenever he has a bad set of games or he doesn't do well in the postseason. And let's face it, he's, he's really he's only been in one postseason in the NHL, so that's all we have to go on. So I'm not writing him off at the age of 25. Um, but I, I, I get it. You see a game like last night in the six-game run, and maybe you start to think, look, oh, well, second half of the season, is this going to go bad? I still say we'll see. Here's Skinner's comment on managing the workload. I feel like I've gotten a pretty good good amount of experience. Um, I know last year I was able I was, uh, I did it pretty well all season. Um, so I think for me, it's... Uh, I think I do have the experience to do it. I know what I need to do. Um, sometimes things don't go your way. Um, and uh, just being able to stay focused and keep going even when things don't go your way is the biggest thing for me anyways. All right, a little bit there from Stuart Skinner. Here's his head coach, Chris Knobloch. Well, I think, uh, you know, when we came back from the break, um, you know, I was asked quite a bit about, you know, the, the momentum and things were going really well. And, you know, I think a lot of things that didn't really affect it too much, the penalty kill, yes. And I think Stuart, like, 
through the month of January, he was the best goaltender. And, um, you know, that takes out of his rhythm. He's been playing so well. And, you know, I think as a team, we need to have a little more predictability in front of him. The chances that we're giving up too often, too good. And um, clean that up, just so much easier for him to play his game. And I think that's a good point as well. Has Stuart Skinner been as good since the All-Star break? No. Have the Oilers been as good since the All-Star break? No. What did Knobloch just say? Too many good chances happening too often. They're giving up more great great opportunities than they were for most of the 16-game winning streak. Not all of it, but most of it. So I think sometimes you know the whole team play goes hand in hand. Yes, a goalie can make a team look good. Sometimes a team can help out a goalie a lot as well, and I think both things were happening for the Oilers when they were on their long winning streak. So uh, there we are with Skinner, and you heard if you were listening to Bob, he and I were talking about it. It continues to be a conversation point. What else do the Oilers need to do? And now this is a to me, I, I try to look on the positive side of things. The, the changes and improvements we're talking about the Edmonton Oilers possibly making are to make them a stronger Stanley Cup contender, which I believe they already are. If, if they didn't change anything and went into the playoffs, in my mind, they're a Stanley Cup contender. Maybe they're not number one, but to me, they're up there. So I, I, I prefer these types of conversations as opposed to the ones I was having when I started doing this show 10 or 11 years ago. How do we get them out of last place and finish 26th? How do we have them not distanced out of the playoffs on December 1st? I prefer these types of conversations, but they're difficult. Like, like, like the one thing I've said before, uh, like if you're a crappy golfer and you can only shoot 110 and uh, you want to break 100, that's going to be a lot easier than going from shooting in the high 90s to then breaking 90. You know how I know? I've been that golfer. But that's what I'm saying. Now, this last step is the hardest for the team because... Do you trade away players who are contributing, Warren Fogel's name is out there, to bring in other players and then maybe it's a parallel move and you're not actually better overall? So that's kind of what I want to hear from you tonight. Is, is it a major tinker? Are you comfortable? I mean, there's no guarantee to winning the Stanley Cup, but do you think the Oilers need to move up uh, you know, a couple spots. If you were to list your top eight contenders, would they even be in there for you? All those types of things. We can address that as we move along tonight. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can also email the show inside sports at 630chat.com. That uh, number as well, 780-496-0063, as I'm sure you know, is the number to text as well. Always enjoy interacting with everybody. I'm going to throw out a quickly and off topic topic tonight and, and sometimes people don't participate in this but I thought of this today uh, this morning I had to get some blood work done and it, it turns out the anti-vampire serum still working I haven't fully turned yet so that's good but when I have to give blood it, like needles the pain of a needle the thought of a needle doesn't bother me I mean, sure, you get a little bit of a sting when the needle goes in, like they've taken the blood from kind of the inside of your elbow there. But for some reason, I don't watch it. I don't like watching the needle go in, and I don't like how the, when they actually extract the blood. So that's why when you give blood or get a needle, do you watch it? Like, do you, do you watch it go into your skin? And why? Yes or no? 
Uh, that's our off-topic topic, 780-496-0063. Participation in that, well, participation in the show in general is optional, but especially the off-topic topics. All right, uh, a little more from uh, Chris Knobloch. We'll tell you about uh, an Oil Kings thriller, a hero in the game against Calgary. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Bruins and Flames underway in Calgary almost eight minutes into the game. Scoreless Boston on a power play. We'll keep you updated on that one. 780-496-0063. Kellen Kennedy, what do we have this evening, my friend? Mm, text messages about what the Oilers will do oh at my the goodness. deadline. Here we go. Here we go. Andy, the carpet guy. Text oh, I like in, Andy. Says, hi, Reed. I would not burn my remaining draft picks. The Oilers need energy, speed, toughness. Defense is solid. Bring up some farm guys. Hamlin, Borgo, Campbell. I might sign Zach Cassian. I know what he is. Zach Cassian went to Czechia, did he not? Uh, Prague, yes, I believe, Zach, right? Zach Cassian unretired and uh, went overseas. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I think the f- players in the farm team on the farm team that Andy messaged would not really help the team in the postseason. I, I respect all those guys. They work hard, but uh, I think they need stronger options than that to help their Stanley Cup contendership. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mike texts in, says, I feel like this last seven games or whatever, it's been the Oilers' base level, uh, baseline level of play, outscoring mistakes and run and gun. The less than two goal per game streak they went on was outstanding, but I think it was them playing above their capabilities. I'm not comfortable that they can get it done. That's from Mike. All right. So, okay, Mike, I, I hear what you're saying, though, is that you think the real level of the team is somewhere in between the winning streak, which, let's face it, was historic. So I, maybe that's a bit of an unfair comparison. But but I almost I also feel like Mike is saying they're also better than what they've shown the last eight games. Um, like I feel like he's saying they're not as good as that winning streak, but they're better than this, which might be okay. Um, I certainly think they are capable of playing better than they have in most of the last eight games. I mean, I thought I actually thought they played well against Vegas right over the break. I thought I think the Dallas game overall was pretty good. I mean, the third period or the second period was a little nuts, but again, the Oilers couldn't kill a penalty. I thought they, it was a low event third in which the Oilers were the better team, and then they won in overtime. Like I thought that was a decent game. St. Louis was poor. Uh, Detroit was a poor second period. Then they took over. What else was I missing? I mean, and then they beat a couple bad teams, Anaheim and, and Arizona. Hmm. Carmen texts in and says, Reed, do you think we get Chris Tanev? Uh, I'd be doubtful on that one just because of the, the team that's looking to move him. Okay, and uh, we actually got I thought, some... I thought I saw something lately that Dallas is the contender now. Mm, is, that, okay. is that what I, I thought? I, there's so much stuff I see now with the trade rumors. Mm. We've got some off-topic topic ones that are in here, too. We can do a couple of those, too. Uh, we've got an unknown text that came in and says, I've given 64 pints now. Haven't seen any needle go in. It's not really painful. I'm afraid I might flinch. So that that's one. So yeah, no, but I would say I was giving blood today. This was for a blood test. I was getting blood work done. I have donated blood as well in my life. But yeah, I, I, that, that either either one for blood work or for, for donating blood. Mm. And in this one, another unnamed text came, came in and said, uh, uh, or says, I should say, 
I've donated blood about 30 times, and every time I watch the needle go in my arm, more so to just see if they got the vein properly and that blood flowing is happening. I find the better they are at it, the last time or, or the less time I have uh, to be sitting there. I've even advocated a few times that they switch arms because it wasn't fast enough. Oh, interesting. That's yes. that's some good knowledge. I mm-hmm. wouldn't know if they got the right vein or not. I would just be like, just hook it into my veins. See, I, I'm... Oh, wait, that was Barney getting beer put into him in the Simpsons episode. He wasn't donating anything. See, I look ahead and smile when they're doing that. I've had some blood tests done over the past uh, year or so, and it's uh, I just look straight at the wall or to the bookshelf or whatever catches my attention in the room that they're, they're, they're doing a the test in. I can't look at the, uh, the, the needle going in. Yeah, okay. Those were fun. Uh, anything else you want to do now or do more later? Uh, I can fit one more. Yeah, in let's do another one. Do yeah, another for one. Sure. Whichever topic you want. Uh, Haley texts in. Uh, I had to. Uh, oh, this is gruesome here. Haley <laughs> texts in oh, and says, had to watch the needle go in because it went in my eye. That's from Haley. Oh, my goodness. A needle in the eye. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me, uh, there was a scene in the Evil Dead Re, re, rebake, rebake, the remake reboot mm-hmm. from, I don't know, eight or nine years ago now. And when I was very young, I uh, smashed, I, I was running around, the vacuum used to make me hyper. And I slid and I hit my head into the coffee table and I had to get stitches. My eyebrow had to get stitched up, so mm-hmm. the needle didn't go into my eye, but I, this is probably one of my first memories. I have this vivid memory of this needle coming toward my eyeball because they were stitching up my eyebrow. I still got a scar, Kellen. It's quite attractive. There you go. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's something no one will ever say about me. All right, those were good. We'll get to more as we move along. We got a great story uh, about the Edmonton Oil Kings. What a success it was on Hockey Hooky Day. And we'll also let you know who's featured on the Elks this week, Saturday morning.